0: Phoenix to London, from L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket, all sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. makes us better faster,
1: stronger Get nah, 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 that, that, kill me. Always, week I will be stronger and faster and hopefully I will be getting better. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world.
2: Fan man.
1: Fan man, how are you? I'm still a fan uh, of Ray, Fan how man., are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing wonderful, man. It seems like uh, things are happening good down there in uh, California, too. Are we getting a lot of people out to vote?
2: Oh yeah, it's crazy. I have to go vote after the show, and it looks like a two to three hour wait. A lot of people voting. They got this Proposition Eight out here about the gay thing, so that's a big thing. A lot of people voting out here.
1: Well, so. yeah, of course we know the biggest thing there is is the, the president marriage, of the United right. States, and I'm sure one thing we know for sure there will be a new president of the United States of America. There will. Hey man Oh we, my god
2: we have no I choice. Can't wait. I got my chicken wings, my boot, my beer ready, and I can't wait for tonight. I'm gonna hey stay man. up all night and Obama watch Obama, do
1: Obama, it. Obama Obama Obama. Uh, did you vote for Obama?
2: <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna
1: tell you who I vote for I tell, tell you. you yes yeah, yes, yes. I voted for I voted for Bush last time and I'm voting for Obama this time. Yes, I made a mistake. I'm changing. <laughs> I'm changing,
2: a hey, but fan man, that's okay. Hey, listen, I
1: just want to get people out to vote. I made a mistake, and I'm changing. I'm gonna. Well, you know what? People mistake.
2: need to go out and vote. I mean, you know, the, the country has to go one way or the other, and uh, you know they 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 put their salesman used car sales, salesman pitch up there. So we'll see what the American people do, and we'll find out tonight who the new president of the United States is.
1: Okay, listen, I'm going to get back to you in a minute because you and I, of course, are going to talk about some pro football and what's happening in the NFL. But right now, I'm going to talk to our good friends uh, from MaxPreps.com and Nike who are having their five-day to Friday national tour. And I believe Brady Wilkes is with me. Brady, how you doing there?
2: Hey, Ray, I'm doing okay, man. Hey, Brady fan man. Hey, Fan Man, what's going on? Oh, man, just hanging
1: out. Great. Listen, Fan Man, let me just get in this thing with Brady here, and then I'm going to get back to you there, Fan Man. But, uh, Brady, you guys are traveling all over the country, I believe. Last week you were in California, is that right?
3: Yeah, we were uh, down in Los Angeles, California, and uh, we were were there for an inner city matchup between uh, Dorsey High School and Crenshaw High School.
1: Yeah, you were at an inner-city match. Now, those games are a little bit different than some of the suburbs of which you've uh, had a chance to visit. I know this thing is not only just about football, but it's about the community and actually, uh, you know, what football means to these communities. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit of difference in the contrast between a a suburban uh, game which you've been visiting for the past couple weeks and and what's happening in inner-city there.
3: Well, yeah, that's that's an interesting point, Ray. You know, um, typically the games we've been to, you know, have been – suburban, you know, areas, all, you know, great football programs with a lot of, you know, resources and everything around their team and their community. And gosh, you know, these teams in the inner city schools, you know, is, 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 as far as what we saw in L.A., was just, uh, you know, it was tough. They they just don't have as much. They, you know, one one thing that I'll, I'll throw out, which is kind of incredible, blew me away, is their whole coaching staff for Dorsey High got $15,000 for the whole year. And, you know, you can imagine that's, that's their whole staff, you know. And then you look at a team in, uh, in Texas and they're getting 60,000, you know, I don't even know, but you know, way, way more than that. So it's just, uh, it was really interesting to see the contrast between what these LA schools have to deal with, with, you know, they got kids that are struggling, you know, getting involved in gangs. They got, you know, it's in, it's in the, uh, it's in the, in the ghetto, I guess I'd call it, you know, they, they have to deal with all those things on top of trying to put together a quality football team.
2: Well, you know? see, that's why they need to put money into the into the schools and the athletic departments to keep the kids off the street and out of gangs and into, into sports.
3: Well, that's that's one thing that's great is uh, in particular this Dorsey program uh, was really neat. You know, Coach Knox over there has been in with the program for a long time, and he just has a real good record of uh, you know taking care of these kids. You know, these coaches aren't just coaches for these kids. They're father figures because a lot of these kids that are in the program are you know, coming from foster homes, and as you can imagine, they just grew up in just such a tough environment.
1: Yeah, I know there's one environment where you just came from. I believe, if I'm not, uh, not mistaken, there, there was a tragedy with one of the players. Uh, was that last year or a couple years ago?
3: That was oh, last year. At, at Dorsey High? Yes. Yeah, one of their players, uh, Kevin Copeland, died in, in back in the late 80s, and um, it was a really special story out there. Um, you know, they had a mural put up in the school of this guy who died during a game. You know, he got hit funny, and he ended up... Actually, I think he died of a heart condition. And they had an old mural that they would, you know, go and say a prayer before each, at each game. So we were there with the Nike folks, and the Nike folks paid a local artist to go and totally redo this this mural. And we had a big presentation for the for the guy's family. Um, it was really neat. And if you want to watch, uh, you know, the, the guy was getting real emotional, the guy's brother... Who passed away. He was just real thankful for, you know, what, what Nike had done with, you know, repaying the bill.
1: Yeah, that's great. And we really appreciate the work that you guys are doing, particularly Max Preps we're talking to now. We're talking to Brady Wilkes from Max Preps. Uh, he, along with Nike, have been traveling across the country to put a spotlight on high school sports. And and talking about high school sports, I know you were out in Ohio where you talk about there's one facility where they just built a million-dollar indoor facility, and then the contrast to go into an urban Uh, city and see something where they have a lack of resources even to to paint their own mirror there but let me ask you a little bit i believe you're in the state of new jersey today is that right
3: we're out in new jersey we got here on sunday night last night i was actually up in new york city which is just amazing to me that i can be in la one day and then new york the next day and uh yeah we're out here for toms river north and toms river south it's a local rivalry game here kind of near central uh new jersey
1: now, you're on the East Coast. You were just on the West Coast. You got the guys out there in California. I would imagine there were some pretty swift ball players out there. What are you seeing on, on the East Coast there?
3: Well, I had a chance to come out to Tom's River practice and meet the coach and meet the players, and just the first thing is, you know, it's just always so neat how each each of these schools has these rivalries, and they all care so much. You know, I hear the coaches in there talking just a few minutes ago and talking about he, how he used to be on the team, and, um, you know, how much this means to him, and that's just neat, but you know these uh, this, these teams. Um, you know I they're probably not the talent level of some of the, you know some of these other schools we've seen. You know, modern day and Miami Northwestern. But uh, you know, th- in general, there's a lot of you know just real tough, they're just tough kids. You know, they don't have necessarily huge size or speed. But you know, these are very uh, very tough teams out here, and it's going to be a, a heated battle out here on Friday night.
1: Now, this battle that you're talking about between these these two schools, about how long have they been in existence out there, Brady?
3: This is the 35th game between these two schools. Toms River North branched off. There was just one Toms River High School. Toms River North branched off um, you know, a little bit over 35 years ago, and then they've been playing, uh, playing ever since. So it's a pretty interesting story.
1: So most of the local kids there, as, as you mentioned, uh, perhaps are going be a little undersized, perhaps maybe not Division One ball players. but is there anybody there that you've heard anything, perhaps maybe who may have a chance, even if it's Division two or Division three, uh, any ball players who we might expect to see playing on Saturday?
3: Um, actually, yeah, there's a kid that's, uh, that's going to Temple. He's uh, an offensive lineman. He's a big big boy. His name's Evan Regis. and he's going to Temple. Uh, he's 6,6, 3:30. Um, that's for Tom's River North. They have another uh, kid, um, a linebacker, Mike Henry, six four two thirty. So uh, maybe I take it back. They do have some big boys.
1: No <laughs> there's some big boys there, Brady.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I take that back. No, but other than that, you know, not a, not a ton of a speed. But I mean, those are two very good players. Uh, the Mike Henry kid's actually at the end. So the, this Tom's North defense has held their teams with less than seven points in their last. Seven or eight games so they, their defense is incredible.
1: Wow well let me ask you something you talked about the teams uh, I, I believe you, you've been in the community there or will get an opportunity to be in the community are the communities as, as excited about this football program as some others you've seen? Um,
3: absolutely I mean the school there you know they're having a pep rally tomorrow and I've spoken with a few of the parents and you know when I go into each city I always like to call a parent or a booster club member and just say hey Tell me about this rivalry. You know, tell me how heated it is. And these schools, you know, these are the this is the type of rivalry where these kids grew up playing against each other. They went to school. You know, they're right across town. Tom's River North and South, right across town. So, you know, as you can imagine, naturally, you know, these kids are. Uh, this is the biggest game of the year for them, and there and they're they're fired up.
1: Well, again, we're talking to Brady Wilkes from MaxPreps.com. He, along with Nike, has been traveling across the country. They're focusing on high school sports. And I think it's just great what you guys are doing. There's so many times that people don't realize that for many of these kids, after high school, their football careers are over with. And you, you probably get a chance to go in. Have you been to any of the homecoming games? Have any of these games been homecoming games for the kids?
3: You know what? They haven't, unfortunately. Um, they they haven't to this point. Um, and another thing we haven't seen is Texas football yet, which I'm really looking forward to towards the end of the tour.
1: Well, Te- well, Texas is one of those states of which they, they brag about the fact that they think they've got some of the best football out there, and they, they certainly produce some of the best athletes. Uh, th- talking about that, let, let's ask this question. You've been to several different states now. We've talked about some good athletes. Uh, do you have a favorite in terms of just the athletes you've seen and the programs you've seen? Could you say that one state is putting a greater emphasis on, on football than the other?
3: I'd have to say if I choose one, uh, if we're talking about passion around their high school football and just uh, a general, you know, um, just, uh, you know, feeling in the communities that I've been in is Ohio, they, uh, they, they just, they're crazy about their high school football. And, you know, uh, Southern California might have as good a talent or as good a teams, but, um, you know, you just don't seem to find the, the fan base around the high school teams as much as you may in in Ohio, I, I think they're really passionate. And, again, I haven't been to Texas, and I know Texas is nuts about their football, too. Um, but Ohio was especially, you know, Cincinnati era. The mass McKinley game, of course, was insane. Um, but, yeah, Ohio, definitely.
1: Well, we're going to be taking a break here pretty soon, Brady. But why don't you just do this? Why don't you just give the fans that are out there that perhaps maybe don't know exactly what this is all about, why don't you tell them exactly what you've been doing and how long this program has been in existence?
3: Absolutely. So uh, MaxPreps.com has been around for about five, six years now. We're bought out by CBS, and myself and a gentleman named Nick got an opportunity to travel around the country. We're flying to a different city each week to cover, you know, a big rivalry game, you know, great teams, great football. We're on week 10, I believe, now, so it's been a long road. But uh, if you're interested in seeing what we're doing, go to MaxPreps.com, and uh, there's a tab kind of in the middle of the page that says 5D2F, five days to Friday. If you click that, you'll be able to see all our video, all the places we've been, all the blogs we've done. Uh, so it's been just an incredible experience for us.
1: And on your site, what exactly is the purpose of the site? Once they get there, is it just to share information? What, what do you guys use the site for, Brady?
3: Um, well, the, the road tour site is just to see, you know, where we've been, to see the video on these teams we've seen, to see what each program does that's unique for them, you know, because each program is different. That's what's been really fun for us to see is how – you know, they all love their football, but they all do it a little bit differently, and that's just really been a cool thing to see. Um, and then, of course, if you go to maxpreps.com, you're going to, you know, see kids' stats from around the nation, scores. You can check up on league standings and everything. So, you know, pretty much everything around high school football, video, photos, what you want, you know, we're, we're going to have it.
1: Okay. Now, you said that you've been in about 10 different states. Uh, tell me some uh, – give me an idea of where you headed next.
3: We are headed back out to Los Angeles, actually, Um Dorsey Crenshaw was big, but uh, there's two teams in the city section again, um, Roosevelt and Garfield, who apparently is going to be somewhere close to 20,000 fans out there um, on on next Friday night. So we're going back to L.A., so back across the country.
1: So you're going to travel back to L.A., and once you leave L.A., then where's the next trip after that one?
3: L.A., then we go out to Florida, so we cross the country again. I'm not sure where that's going to be. It's going to be a playoff game, so we're not sure who's playing yet. Um, so that's a little bit of a surprise. And then after that, we finally get to go to some Texas games.
1: Oh, wow, that sounds good, Brady. Well, we said we're going to continue to do this, so about how many more weeks will you be joining us?
3: Um, well, uh, I'd, I'd say about two two or three more weeks. Um, but uh, I'll have to give you an update on that after, after the uh, show today.
1: Okay. Well, hey, Brady, we appreciate you checking in with us to let us know what's going on. You've been listening to Brady Wilkes from maxpreps.com. He's working on the Nike five-day to Friday national tour. We've got music. That means we got to take a break. We're going to be back with Fan Man. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network, and we'll be right back after this message. I'd be at home with
0: Ray. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred.
2: I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud
4: sponsor of
2: March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born
4: healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org.
0: to the pros. We, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: Alright, yeah. we're back. you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. Fan Man took a break there with us and I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to uh, talk to that young man. Well, there, I was but, uh, learning about high school sports. He, and, man, high school football, that's where it all starts in family. If it, if it doesn't, if they don't have good high school programs, then uh, these kids are going to be lost. I mean, it, it gives them something to do. It's interesting that I tell a lot of the young athletes, you know, sometimes they get a little bored as the season goes on. In fact, on, on, on Owen Hyde's show yesterday, they asked a young man, that, which they were speaking to, uh, you know, wow, are you getting tired? It's his rookie year because – A football season in the NFL is twice as long as one in college. So sometimes a rookie will get tired and maybe even bored of football. Well, that happens to young kids, too, because young athletes on Friday night, the football player, he is the entertainment. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's no, like, he's the entertainment
2: okay. for that little town. That's why yeah, that's he exactly was talking right. about Ohio and Pennsylvania and Texas. Texas is really hardcore hardcore into their high school football because there's nothing else to do down there.
1: Yeah, and so after the game is over where everybody else is party, all excited. Man. Yeah, but the, but the athletes got to go home and go to bed. So he's like, oh, God, I don't get to go out on Friday night. Again. Hey, you're the entertainment. That's part of the sacrifice that's you right. made. But speaking of entertaining, man, there is an entertainer on the basketball court that is just being tossed around like a drum. And who Our good friend. And Allen Iverson, man. Oh, what is, yeah,
2: good old Allen Iverson from the 76ers. Great basketball player.
1: Yeah, what's I mean,
2: he was the what are they tossing him around for?
1: I, I really, fan man, that's why I'm asking you, you're a fan of not only football, but I know of Philadelphia sports, and here is a great basketball player. I think he's like the third, his his average throughout his career is like the third best in NBA history. And yet, still, he's being tossed around like a drum. I, I just don't well, understand. So, you know,
2: so with Allen, is it a bad attitude? I knew he had a problem, a problem in Philly. Uh, they got rid of him with Larry Brown. I think they were fighting and carrying on. And he had some uh, off-the-court problems, and then they uh, got rid of him, dumped him over to Denver. He was in Denver, what, three seasons? And now he's with... Who's he with now?
1: Yeah, well, now they let him go. He's going to be in Detroit. But here's the thing. When he had a bad attitude, he was 20 years old. He came into the league 20 years old, into the NBA, making all this money, having Mm -hmm. all this fun. Again, entertainment, but now you're 20 years old, so after the game's over, you can go out and have a whole lot of fun. Go to the club. Yeah, he did all that, you know, and had a a good time. Then he he settled down a little bit. He got married, you know, and his wife, you know, had a couple kids. And then he was traded, you know, out to the Nuggets. And he and and Carmelo, I mean, it was very entertaining whenever they played basketball. Now, they didn't go to the next level, but – They didn't give him that much time. I mean, he—I think he was in there maybe two years, maybe three at the most.
2: I I think it was three years.
1: Yeah, he's and now he's out of there, and now he's going to go to Detroit. But here's the thing about caught
2: caught by surprise uh, last night when I heard that, huh?
1: Yeah you, know,
0: yeah, you
2: dumped him. Uh, well, you know what's going on? I mean, maybe the Maybe the Nuggets think that they got you know they got a better carousel of players, and and maybe Allen doesn't fit into it. But he surely, I think, would fit into into the, the Pistons organization.
1: Well, I, you know what it is, man. Man, it's it's that ugly monster has shown his head again, and and sports is a business. Right. And so what they're doing is, according to... So you know, you're saying it's Yeah, the Pistons executives are trying to, you know, they're looking in the future. They're trying to position themselves to go after a couple big-name guys. So they're trying to, you know, free up some money on the salary cap. By the way, wherever Allen Iverson goes, he will sell out. I mean, he, oh,
2: yeah, he's a everybody will be he's, there to see him. He
1: will sell tickets. But also, you know, he has gone to an NBA championship, but... Charles Barkley has always said this, and one of my good friends said they saw Charles the other day. Shout out to you, Charles. Listen, Allen needs some help. Charles couldn't win a championship by himself, and he didn't. Right. Allen needs help. He's got to be, you know, in the right mix of people in order to win that. And you know, different than football, but even football, even though the court, you got to have a great quarterback. You know, you, you still can need win a team, a, and a
2: team has to win the championship. I yeah, remember when Sir Charles was in Phoenix in '93 with the Suns, and I was living in Phoenix at the time, and they were uh, they missed it by uh, uh, you know one shot. Yeah, you know, but I mean, they had a great team. Both teams were really, really good, and I felt sorry for Charles. He always wanted to win that championship. He came in the Phoenix, and he was the god of gods when he he arrived in Phoenix.
1: Hey, did you hear the great quote by Denny?
2: oh our, our our buddy fat Denny yeah what did fat Denny have to say now his
1: great quote is never feel sorry for a millionaire <laughs> uh- <laughs>
2: Look at him! Charles, <laughs> he hey, doesn't Charles, care. Doing, hey Charles doesn't well, want you to feel sorry for him, uh, man. commercials anymore.
1: Hey, Charles doesn't want you to feel sorry for him. He he's a multi-millionaire. So he's Charles, a multi-millionaire, <laughs>
2: Charles. I love him when he's on TNT doing the basketball. Yeah, thing, he's right? just
1: mad that his mom <laughs> had him a little bit too early. That's all, you know. He uh, could okay. have, but let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about football because uh, there's some good things happening in football. But one thing that is that's happening in football, and i it's starting to bother me too much. Is the quarterbacks? All the quarterbacks are getting banged up.
2: Well, they normally do around the eighth or ninth week.
1: Yeah, but wait a second, man. What, hey, what wait, happened, wait what what happened a, to the Brett Favre?
2: You know, they're getting beat up every Sunday. The the league league what happened to what the, the Brett Favre in the league?
1: What happened to the Brett Favre of the league? Brett doesn't miss games. Ron Jaworski didn't miss games. Come on. What's, what's up with the quarterbacks? They hurt their pinky fingers and all this uh, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're sissies then. No, but you know what, you know, we got to start protecting. Well, now, that's true when now, you look now,
2: at Brett Favre and you look at, well, you only, you, Brett Favre was the only one that you brought up. Who, uh, Donovan's still playing. I mean, that's amazing. He's always
1: hurt. Well, here's the, here's the problem, and I, I, I may have said Kurt it Wander's again playing before. playing get hurt. I said it before, but I'm going to reemphasize it again. Say it again. Is you have to get rid of this stupid rule that the quarterbacks cannot get rid of the ball in the pocket. They have to get outside to tackle to get rid of the ball. That's the dumbest rule that they ever came up with. I don't know why they came up with it. If he's going to throw the ball away, let him throw the ball away. If you're trying to protect your quarterbacks, and don't come with this or you hit the quarterback in the head with your helmet, and that's a 15. Did you see that game last night? Yeah. They called that 15-yard penalty on the Steelers, which could have, you know, swung the game a little bit, Mm. you know, because the guy, you know, again, if I'm coming at you and I jump up and my hands are in the air and I come down, Okay, if I push my head down, I try to hit you in the head, but come on. You know, some contact you just got to let go, you know. It's football. It's football. It's a collision sport.
2: it's, It's too much control in the game now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's that's contact. When you make contact, well, that contact, shouldn't be a penalty. A
2: contact sports, so and I can see that. No, it's not. That, that, that's an issue. They should not be. There's man. certain things they shouldn't do, and they, they should be. I think they should be thrown out of the game if they do something like that to a quarterback. They should throw him out of the game. But wait, like t- just tackling the quarterback on his waist or his legs—that's that's contact. But if you headbutt him or you slam him into the ground, they should be the defensive player that does that should be thrown out of the game. Okay, there's no uh, need for it. In other words, you'll see it sometimes where they just, just annihilate the quarterback. It's not fair.
1: Well, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with on you the on end this. Of it. I'm going to disagree. Okay, contact is okay. Collision. A, a, a collision is what this game is all about. The collisions are what scare me. If I make contact with you, if I just bump into you, that's just contact. That's not a problem. Yeah, when but, there yeah, is the a vicious –
2: We were talking about quarterbacks. You're talking about That's exactly right, and that's, what, that's my point. That's my point. That's hand. my point. Huh?
1: My point. Listen, well, my point is point? the guy just made contact with the quarterback's helmet. It wasn't a collision. Right. So just making contact, no, right. no harm, no foul. Right. So so just making contact, come on, guys, that, that's going to happen. So, no, when it's a vicious collision, I'm agreeing with you. Now, another thing is, now, back in the day when Joe Turkey Jones did it and then just, just, just the other day. Uh, it also happened where uh, Tory Hope gets picked up and slammed if you do a quarterback like that i think yeah that should be a penalty Yeah, no, and even, thought that and even a fine i a penalty find.
2: right off the bat when i saw that yeah even that a fine slamming him to the ground i mean come on this is the reason that they they're going sissyfied now they're calling penalties on everything i mean but the players have to grow up and say hey i'm not going to pick up the guy and throw him to the ground i could break his head break his neck break his back that's yeah. not the way it's supposed to be done yeah. a hit is a hit but not that, that that's almost like a you know, like a sucker punch you can't do
1: that. Well, I, well, I don't there, know why they do it. There, there's certain I can't figure it out. There are certain times where a referee can step in and protect players, and and you oh. know if the if the, what the intent is, the intent sometimes is, hey, I have to hit you and I have to hit you as hard as I can because if I hit you hard, perhaps maybe the ball will come out. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Yeah, okay. But when you but when your intent is, you got a guy around the waist and you you know you grab him and turn him around two or three times and you pick him up and you slam him that's out of bounds.
2: That's, in, that's intentional to hurt the quarterback.
1: Well, an, that's all, an, yeah. he's
2: saying, I'm going to pick this guy up, and I'm going to slam his ass to the ground. And that is what the problem is. Now, tackling the quarterback or hitting him hard to get the ball out is one thing. But picking him up and throwing him down is a totally different thing.
1: Well, I mean, I'll, come tell on, you, Ray. I'll tell you what, yeah, I, care, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree. with. You. I'll, meet you there, I'll meet you there halfway, but I don't want it just to be the quarterbacks. Again, I, the receivers, you know, there's a penalty many times if the guy is kind of unprotected and you try to take him out. Uh, there's, there's boring. No, right, right. so here. you're saying,
2: to mean, if you were playing football like you did, and you were going after a player, you would go after after him and slam him so hard that you could hurt him and throw him out of the game, get him uh, out of the game. Would you, you know, do that, or would you just slam him, you know, just just tackle him, do a tackle contact, and get him down? That's the end of it.
1: Well, is it no? Well, the the ninety percent to,
2: to to get the ball or to uh, make sure he's injured so he doesn't come back in the game.
1: Well, here ninety percent of the game is played from the neck up, so it, it's all about getting into that guy's mind and having him think about things that he shouldn't be thinking about right. that perhaps maybe will cause him to make a mistake. Uh-huh. So I probably I'm probably going to take a shot at him if I get a shot, but I'm going to take it legal. It's
2: going to be a legal well, that's shot. What I just said, you would take the shot legal. You're not intentionally going to go after him to hurt him. You're just going to no, go out there and do No, don't say this, that. Do I'm not try- here's on.
1: what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to inflict trying to pain do? onto that person, but I don't want him to be injured. Okay, we, we, we talked about that no, before. Everybody's that. hurt. Everybody's hurt. But so I are. do want to hurt him, but I don't want to injure him. But I do want to hurt him. I want him to think, oh, wow, that hurt. Oh, yeah, that kind of thing. Oh, 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 uh, uh, Right. Uh, and so now know. I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay, it's in my mind. In I my went head. past your, you know, and so you start thinking about those things, and all of a sudden, you don't reach for a ball that you perhaps maybe w- make that great catch. You know, do you, don't you do you remember Ricky Waters? For who? For what? For yeah, well, You know what? Talking
2: about this Pittsburgh thing, you know, the game, um, the, the quarterback for Pittsburgh, Raffenberger, he had an MRI done, and his status for Sunday's is uncertain. They don't know what they're going to do with him. I mean, well, you know it, what? It's just, uh, you know. Here's what it Pittsburgh is, man. He they is to go to going the to be. Backups, so I guess we're going to be. I know you said you wanted to, you wanted to talk about backup quarterbacks, but uh, that could happen to Pittsburgh. That could. Well, well here's
1: here's the, here's the deal. Right. You're going to find out. Just like I told you something else, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Big Ben has a shoulder that requires surgery, okay? There's been too many times this year that he's been on TV that he very, in a, in a, in a way, kind of danced around the questions and eluded and would not address the issue of his shoulder. He ran into the, in the locker room afterwards, you know, and somebody mm-hmm. said something. He said his shoulder came out. You're talking to a person who had a dislocated shoulder. He's either got a separated or a dislocated shoulder. He's going to have to have surgery on it. Mark my word, he'll get it after the season. But he's going to try to see if he can if he can play with it. Now I play with it, but again, I played with it. I was not a quarterback. He not throwing the ball. He's he a quarterback, so every, when he throws the ball or when he gets bumped real hard, you know that shoulder's probably going to come out of place, and they probably are in the locker room putting their foot in between his armpit and trying to pull it. Back in the place. Oh my goodness! We're talking football. That's what (laughs) you want to talk football. Hey, I got commercial. I got to take a commercial break. I got music. I got to (laughs) take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world.
2: Hey man.
0: Yes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds. They a ass and
4: then move oh, I just, and I just think and that the go. coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy.
0: <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up,
4: speak up or forever hold your mouth. We ain't
2: playing around here.
4: Voice America Sports. Jack, you get you to your head. presents Jack LaLaine Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLaine and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLaine, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLaine Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. There's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the, shot. got it.
3: With 2.8 seconds left to oh. left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of
0: here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover, everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cheers. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, got, we got Rail uh-huh. Sports on the Voice America Action. Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man. Man, man, I appreciate you being here with us. Hey, hey look, right. that game last night, i, I got to say this, you know, the Steelers finally got a chance to do to somebody else what the Eagles did to them, you know, weeks ago. And, and they really beat up on the quarterback. And I thought Jason Campbell... Uh, and and the Redskins were going to play well, – I'm not going to say they played a bad game. Well, they did play a bad game. They let the Redskins <clears throat> put up like 20-something points. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that game was going to be a hands- lot
2: better with the Redskins. I was really let down with the way they played. I, I You know, the Redskins, I thought, would have been you know a lot better. That's
1: yeah, just... you've been tooting their horn for a while. Yeah, now. I've been
2: tooting their horn. I think the Redskins are going to be in the thick of it. I really do. And I thought that this was a game, Monday night game, that they had to prove to their fans and the rest of the country that they are a contender for the NFC Championship.
1: Well, somebody forgot to tell the Redskins that when they were going to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers, that really is just another NFC East team. That's the kind of football that the Pittsburgh Steelers are accustomed to playing. That's right. And the and the Redskins just didn't seem like they were prepared for a game like that. I I don't know why, but they they got beat up on bad. They got beat
2: up big time. Yeah, they they just it just didn't seem like they were in it. I, you know, it just it just was blah, me. And, and
1: and and you know the interesting thing is the Redskins you know, had their quarterback the entire game. That's right. And and Big Ben actually is the one who went out of the game. That's right. But I guess that shows the value of a good backup quarterback because, you know, last night certainly, uh, you know, the the Steelers uh, were fortunate enough to have uh, Leftwich, and he he played a very good game, you know. And here's a guy who – you know, I'm looking at some of the court, I'm the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys of, of which I'm to change the subject real fast. And being a backup quarterback, because you know Tony Romo really is a backup quarterback for the Cowboys from a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, he was a yeah, he was a backup quarterback out of uh, Eastern Illinois, and he just sat on the bench. And one day the big tuner said, "Okay, dude, it's your turn," and he went in there and well, look out. And, 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 but and you, so know, that, you need good backup quarterbacks in the league. You yeah, but good, they don't
1: have a good – the Cowboys we're talking Cowboys about now, they right don't now. have a good – I mean, Brad, I thought Brad Johnson – I know Brad was a little old, but wow, no, that just shows, right. you how, that shows you how special Vinny Tustaverde really was as an athlete because Vinny came in as an old man, and he looked a lot better than Brad Johnson. Brady, Brad never agree, had the 100%. arm that Vinny had. Brad never had that arm, but Brad looked bad.
2: He looked very bad. Yeah, he looked really bad. He looked like he, he didn't know what he was doing out there. I mean Cowboys he was uh, in deep poop, man.
1: Yeah, he looked I mean, you know what? It's funny you said that because I kinda thought he, he did look like that old deer in headlights. Yeah. He looked like he was a little scared. <laughs> he I did I mean and, and he couldn't get out and, and he couldn't get out of the pocket. See that that's where you really need to have that rule removed because you got a guy like Brad Johnson who can't run, who can't get out of the pocket and can't get rid of the football. And it's probably, I mean, he knows now, you know, they're going to come after us. And uh, man, that was just, uh, you know, uh, the the Giants – do the Giants now look like the Super Bowl champs that they were last year? Who well, could yeah, possibly I no repeat no this year?
2: A lot of the, a lot of the fans and the NFL commentators and everybody else has been saying now. Oh, finally, the Giants are to be reckoned with. Now, now they're saying the Giants and now they they have to be reckoned with. Before they were like, eh, you never know, maybe let's see what they do. All these excuses and panning around. Bottom line is the Giants are good. I think the Giants are going to be right back at it.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm they, glad they have there proven it your, this the, year. I'm I'm glad they're getting their due because uh, you they, know they
2: they they are owed to due. They're they're a very good football team. Period.
1: Yeah, they are, and uh, you know, Dallas, Dallas
2: is way. I'm not surprised the coach is still employed there. I'm sorry, I, I thought he'd be fired this week. Good old well, Wade.
1: He I don't think he'll be fired this week, but next I, week.
2: I, uh, no, <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> you what, here's what's going to
1: happen. That's they're going to the
2: give next week or the week after. We, well, we,
1: here's what's going <laughs> to happen. They're going to give <laughs> Tony me. Romo a chance to come back, Uh uh-huh. and then they're going to see what happens with Romo. If Romo can save. Way Phillips' job. If, if he wins a couple games for, for Phillips, he, he he can keep his job. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, then he's, he's out of there. So he's really at the mercy right now
2: of Tony Romo. of Tony
1: Romo. That that's exactly right. And, at, and, should, yeah,
2: and changing the subject, look at the Cardinals in St. Louis and look at the game. Uh, you know, the, uh, the last week when the when when the Cardinals lost that game, um, uh, it was pathetic. Uh, they had that seventeen to three lead. They blow it and they lose the game, and then they go into the Rams and kick the Rams over the field. Well, the Rams are not a good team, and uh, basically, you know, the Cardinals uh, had a lot of penalties, as you said, on the phone Sunday as we were talking on the telephone during the game. And, you know, hey, I mean, what are the Cardinals going to do when they play a really good team? What's going to well, happen to them?
1: Well, what's going ha- well, the Cardinals have played some good teams, and, and what's happened is they, they've been close, but they haven't always won. But here's, here's what I will say to you is I, first of all, Want to make sure that you remember that I told you that there was going to be a change and that even though Wiz said that Edge was his man, that Hightower indeed in was going to be the man that okay, happened.
2: Okay, if you were the coach and you looked at, at the way Hightower runs the ball and and look at Edge the way he runs the ball, who would you go with?
1: It's Hightower.
2: I mean, Hightower. Yeah, I mean, Edge is an old man, like you said, he's a senior citizen. Yeah. he came here a couple of years ago. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He is. He, he is a really, really great football player, but he's old. And I think the writing is on the wall for uh, for the senior citizen, as you call him.
1: Well, again, I, I think he had. A good career. I don't know if he had great a, a great career. I gotta wait because I've been watching the way I use that word. But certainly, he's a very, 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 very good football player. Let me but ask you a question:
2: If Hightower got hurt, do you think Edge could come in and pick up the slack, or is he just so depressed and down now that he could he couldn't get it he couldn't get it uh, going again?
1: No, I don't think he, I don't think he's depressed and down. I think what he understands well, is the the fact on that the wall, you
2: know.
1: I, I think what he understands is that because J.J. Arrington we're still we're using him too. Okay, yeah. and here's what I think Edge understands is the fact that. If you make it into the playoffs, many times in the playoffs you have to have veteran ball players, and those veteran players many times have to be rested. So what can happen is they actually can make it now throughout this you know stretch of the season and have Edge there you know in the playoff when they need him you know because they're going to have to call upon some veteran ball players that have actually have some time in this game because when the play- it's just like pre- just preseason. You know, there's you go to training camp, then there's preseason, there's regular season, and there's playoffs, and there's a the Super Bowl. And each time, the intensity just, you know, gets, you know, greater and greater you. And you greater.
2: Know, I, you know, the coaches have to make decisions about this and who's going to play and who's not going to play and get ready for the playoffs. And it's right around the corner.
1: And one thing about this team that they're starting to do, family, you've got to give them credit. Now, what they did is they what the mistakes they made on Sunday, if that would have been a good team, they would have lost the game. That's they, what they, I was they saying. They made enough mistakes. They, 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 enough they mistakes. had the
2: game the prior week at 17-3 to at halftime, going into the third quarter, and blew the game. And then they go in with the Rams, and they run all over the field. But the, the Rams aren't good, uh, are not a good team.
1: But one thing they you have not to do. They a good team. But here's what you have to do. Those teams that you're supposed to beat, you must beat them, must even be, with the right. mistakes. And so they were supposed to beat the Rams. Even with all the mistakes they made, they were still supposed to be able to beat them. Well, of course, because the team's bad. And they did. you yeah, know. But did. one thing, well, here's what we got to do, too. We do very well, and I say we, I'm saying the Cardinals now, are doing very well in the first half of the game. Many times we start fast, but what happens is things kind of tail off a little bit you know, towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. and still in that fourth quarter, you know, it was to the point whereas the the Cardinals were actually outscored by the Rams in the fourth quarter, and that's where we've been losing games at, so even though, you know, when the coach goes in, he's got to find something to build on, he's got to say to these guys, hey, you guys got to understand, we still, if this game would have been on the line in the fourth quarter, they we still didn't. It. We could have lost. That's exactly right. No, they would
2: have lost. They have a, they have a history of losing games right at the, <clears throat> in the last two minutes of the game in the red zone. They always blow it.
1: And you can you can you can't do that. That's what's got, to happen. and that's what that's where you and many people for many years have sat around and said, "Oh boy, here we go again." Here we you know, go we're again. Gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna lose this game again. But unfortunately, you know, they didn't lose the game, and they and they did pretty well. There was well, right some now,
2: other right now. They're five and three, and they're on top of the that West uh, NFC West, which basically that whole uh, that whole West uh, uh, arena is terrible. The Seahawks are two and six, the uh, 49ers two and six, and the Rams two and six. So well, you know, we're gonna yeah. work,
1: in fact as we close out. The show, we're going to go over that because okay. that's an interesting fact that you brought up. But you're, you're exactly right. They're, and they haven't been that way. I don't think you've ever found the time at this period of the season, uh, except the one playoff that they made. Perhaps maybe their record was that kid. 1998,
2: there, they got the
1: playoff. There were a couple other um, uh, <clears> good games that were out there. As a matter of fact, we got to give Brett – I always want to give Brett his due. He, he's deserving. it. And, and Brett won another game. I mean, Buffalo, you know, they went in there, and I think they went. I think the game was at Buffalo – you know, and, and they were able to, you know, the Jets were able to go in and win a game. And yeah. like Brett said, he didn't need to throw six touchdown passes. You know, they just need to win a game. And, and again, you know, you got to give them credit.
2: They well, again, them. going back to the preseason and all the pundits, they said the Jets were like a 500 to 1 to get into the playoffs. And then when Brett Favre uh, showed up, it was 75 to 1. And now they're sitting on top of the AFC East at 5-3. and three. So what's that I tell you?
1: And he, well, the man said he still had some football in him. And he sure
2: does. You can see it in the win-loss column.
1: And I I think we, we need to let players make those. Many times people feel that a player cannot make the decision. You know, and management has to make the decision for the player, and they talk about the separation is bad many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the fact of the matter is there are some players out there that still have the ability and have the passion, and Brett is showing that he still has the passion for the game. And I think right now, I I bet you Eli is having to share that New York spotlight up there because some people are starting to accept Brett Favre in
2: New York City. Well, look at Kurt Warner showing his passion for the game. He's still continuing to play very, very well with the Cardinals. Uh, Donovan's playing well um Eli's playing great uh, uh, Brett Favre's playing great uh they're all they're, they're, these players are doing quite well especially well, going into the uh into the ninth uh, game of the season
1: well there, there are some players that are doing well and there are some other players that are not doing so well one of the other games we had marked last week to be a pretty good game is you know of course I'm going to keep an eye on on Baltimore and Cleveland and uh it looks like Derek Anderson and is out, and Brady Quinn is in. The Browns are going to make a quarterback change.
2: Well, you know what? Brady Quinn's been sitting on the sidelines, for what, for two years now?
1: Well, you know, but he's sitting on the sidelines because, you know, Derek Anderson has been playing pretty decent football, you know. But Mm -hmm. Brady, Brady, you paid him all this money. He sat in the dressing room, and he pouted. (laughs) And so now it's his turn to play.
2: Now it's his turn to get out there and show him what he can do. Uh,
1: You know, and I think that's desperation by the coach. I really think... The coach is concerned about losing his job, and he's like, okay, I got this kid on the bench here that we paid all this money for. We draft him in the first round as the future of this team. Uh, I better throw him in here. Again, here's another guy looking for a quarterback to save his job.
2: Well, I think that's what Wizenhunt did when he took out Matt, uh, Hollywood Matt and, and put uh, Kurt Warner back in.
1: No, we're going to disagree on that one because <laughs> what Wizenhunt did on that one is Wiz came into this town. He said, "Wait a second, you drafted that guy.
2: You said you he was the did it. Of this I team. have nothing to do with I, him. He can sit <laughs> on the bench. I want to win football games." He
1: said, "You've got the best quarterback in the league
2: sitting right here, Kurt sitting Warner.
1: <laughs> right here on your bench. And if I'm going to be this coach, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him a chance, and I'm going to show you." Those people who have given up on him, how good he is, because I'm going to put together an offensive line that's going to protect him, and you're going to see how good this man is. So, no, Wiz didn't do that one. I'm I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I think Wiz came in here with the right attitude.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. Okay.
1: Yeah, so he, yeah, he came in with the
2: attitude. He's drafted by somebody else, and he's going to sit there because Wiz wants to win games. And Kurt Warner's a Super Bowl quarterback, a great quarterback. He knows what he's doing. Like you said, put the O line together, protect him, and you win games.
1: But in Cleveland, man, that's just. Uh,
2: uh, I got to save
1: my job. You got to get in here, Brady, and save my job. Boy, <laughs> Brady, save my job. Otherwise, please, you know, Cadell's out of there. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. Get out the vote. We'll be right back after this match.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports.
1: That's right, everybody. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Hey, man. Hey, fam, man. I, I got to yeah. give some love to one of my Buckeyes out there. The Miami Dolphins. Ted Ginn Jr. is down there in their second year down there, and the Miami Dolphins have gone from from uh, not quite worst to first. But hey, they're they're turning things around. The Miami Dolphins are playing good football against the, and beat the Denver Broncos.
2: That's exactly right. Four and four last year. They were one and fifteen or two and fourteen or something.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, wow, what a it. turnaround!
1: And, and I'm excited because you see, again, the big tuna
2: goes down there and he, turns things around. Big He's a turnaround Turner, artist.
1: Big tuna said he didn't want to coach, but he wanted to be a part of the organization and right. felt that he could orchestrate, you know, maneuvering of the team and bringing in the right players and and just matching people up mm-hmm. and and bring a winner back down there to that great. Well, program. you know what?
2: They're not going to be a winning season this year, but next year, look out for the Dolphins. Those fans are going to be thrilled to death to have a winner back in town.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you what. I I think they really got a little bit of, uh, you know, the momentum is, is there. I think they see it. They feel it. And I'm not so sure that they couldn't, you know, come out. A playoff team. I'm not so well, sure. I, I mean, I you got to look, look at the division. It's like
2: last year with the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals. They were eight and eight. I think the Dolphins will end up eight and eight. Five hundred team at best. Uh, but I think next year will be their uh, the next year and the years to come will be their glory
1: year. Yeah, and, I, and I'm looking at you. Got to look at the division that they're in, and it could be. Although that division, and let's talk a little bit about the divisions. Now, you know that is the AFC East, okay, right. and matched up against. You know the NFC East. That's a competitive division. But one thing about that division, the AFC East, where you got the Patriots, the Jets, Buffalo, and Miami. Now that okay, that's a competitive division. But does that division scare you if you were getting prepared as if you had to go against the NFC East, where you got the Giants and Redskins, the Eagles Uh, and Cowboys? I'd be afraid. You see what I'm saying? I would I mean, be frightened. Here you got a competitive
2: division, but not competitive like the NFC East. Exactly.
1: exactly. And the, and the And the preparation for those teams is different. Now, now, if you take the Miami Dolphins and you put them in the NFC East, you, you don't think they have a chance. But in the AFC East, but I'm not sure. And when I look at the AFC East, and you look at the Patriots, the Jets, and Buffalo. I'm not so sure, and you may be right. This may not be the year for the Dolphins this year.
2: No, I don't think it is. I think it's next year. I think next year it will be 8-8 this year or close to that. And I think the following years will be their glory years. I think they're going to to do very, very well. They're going to turn that franchise around, and uh, the Dolphins are going to be on the top uh, looking down at the Jets, the Patriots, and the Bills. Patriots, I think, are going down south.
1: And and okay, well, and let's uh, let's stay over there in the AFC, and let's talk a little bit about the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans.
2: There I you mean, go. That's the AFC South. Ain't no good for Jeff Fisher.
1: Hey, and they they are playing good football. Yes, I they mean, are. very very, very good football. football. Yeah, but why is why is it that this team is a team? There's not anything real sexy about this team. Maybe because the quarterback doesn't look like Tom Brady, or you know, you know, you know. This is a you know he's a country he's guy. He's you know magazine. From, you know, isn't he from Penn State University? I think didn't Collins come out of Penn State? Yeah, I think, think so. Yeah, I think he did it. And you know, and he he's had, he yeah, had he did. he's had some run-ins, a couple things off the field, but he's kind of straightened his life up, you know. And I I think he's uh you know he he's concentrating on football. But he's making his team better. And and Jeff Fisher, you know, Jeff Fisher, as they say, you know, that mustache that Jeff has. Yeah, Jeff, right. He's had it for a long time. Know, Jeff is a football coach, man. He, yes, he's, he is. He, he's a guy, I think of all the guys when you look at right now, uh, if, you know, if you wanted to coach your team, I think right now, you know, Jeff Fisher is, you know, he's the coach in terms of the picture that they put up for a NFL coach it's got to be Jeff Fisher right now. I he mean, he turned he's the team he,
2: around. He turned them. He, they're motivated, and it shows at eight uh, and zero. And here's Simple. the thing about it:
1: yeah. he's got a he's got a, a superstar quarterback on the bench. On the and, bench, Remember and there's they were no controversy. A weeks ago,
2: yeah, preseason they were booing him, and he was crying. There's no controversy though. He's on the bench, but there's no controversy. And, and, and here's Reminds what, me of what, Hollywood Matt.
1: Here's what I believe everybody said, but but then again, there's no controversy either with Matt, and you know why? Because the guy who's ahead of him. Is w- winning solves it all. Right. That's all you got to do. You you just got to win. If you if you if you don't want any problems, you know, just win, and you won't have any quarterback controversy. But if you don't win, you're going to have quarterback. Hey, controversy. Let's
2: talk about the Colts a little bit. You think Tony Dungy's in uh, danger of losing his job? I think that I think that Colts no, no, falling organization. No, no, no. Tony
1: you, he, again. Tony is one of those coaches, whereas he's been successful enough. That he really can he can leave on his own terms, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, Hagenberg up in uh, Seattle, you know, you know he, the the big guy's gonna walk out when he's ready to go. They're not gonna push him out. Yeah, you know, right. they they're ball- four and four These...
2: right now, so maybe they're not gonna push him out. But what do you think the Colts are gonna end up doing? I mean, we're we're at the midway through the season. You think the Colts are gonna turn it around in the second half, or they're gonna they're gonna they're just gonna die on the vine?
1: Well, one thing about the, you know they they've got some they've got some winners there. You know they they've got winners there, and and, and they know how to win football games, and it, it, it's gonna be tough for them they they probably you know wild card and, and that division mm, you don't know, you don't know what's gonna make a wild card you don't know. Think, I don't
2: know about the Jaguars and the Texans. Texans they're both three and five so uh I, I think they're out of it. Yeah, you, got too many, of you, you know I the guess.
1: AFC East is yeah. a, is a division just like yeah. the NFC East where you could have two or three teams come out of that division right. which can make it hard for some other teams you know, to make it into the playoffs, but I, I I just don't see, you know, at home, watching a football game, on the sidelines, you know, going to watch somebody else play. I don't see Peyton Manning like, doing that. You know, Peyton's always been in the playoffs. I've Always
2: just, been in the playoffs. What about yeah, the so, AFC West? And he's, and he's so down there healthy. The Broncos and the Chargers, Raiders, uh, Chiefs are running out of time. So, the Chiefs, what do you think about Herman Edwards, your old buddy? You think he's going to be still working the coach of the Chiefs next year?
1: I told you at the beginning of the season, you did. Herman's done. He's he, done. Yeah, he, he, after, he's after done. I mean, it's just a matter that Carl Peterson is a good friend of Herman's right
2: now. Right, they all play for the Eagles.
1: But, but Carl, who was the general manager, G- general in, manager. in Philadelphia, you know, went and brought Herman in, you know, Carl's being a friend of his because – Right now, Carl should have let Herman go. If all these other coaches are gone. Herman should have been let go. But Carl's like, you know what, Herman, we're going to go out this thing together because they're going to get rid of him as well. You're right.
2: So what, they're, about, they're, what about Tom Cable at, uh, with the Raiders with that new interim coach? you think he's doing anything? They're 2-6. I don't think anything's going to change over there.
1: Well, here's the thing Not about it. Uh, hanging
2: around.
1: There's a couple guys that are getting some phone calls right now. You I know. bet they are. One of them is uh, a Bill Coward. They, they want to see, you know, hey, Bill. How you enjoying it? You know, right? Uh, you know the the you, other you, one is.
2: You think Bill would actually go to Oakland?
1: Well, again, you never know. Bill. I don't again, know about that. Well, Bill came from the Steelers, the Steelers, and 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 the Raiders. You know, that's the kind of same kind of football. You know, so Bill Coward's kind of used to that kind of you know expectations of of winning and and tough nosed football. But and and Bill, <laughs> if there's anybody out there that could coach, that would stand up to Al Davis, it's Bill
2: Cowher. That would be Bill, yeah.
1: Bill, I can see Bill getting in his face, spitting all spitting over the all place.
2: Over him. Spitting making <laughs> you know, more pot marks in his know, face.
1: And, and telling him... Oh, you,
2: you know, that's, that's what's going to have to happen. Al Davis is going to have to let go. And if they bring uh, somebody, a coach like Bill in, uh, Bill's going to take over and run in his way and win games for the fans. Yeah, fans win be, a winner. That's yeah, what yeah, they that, want. And,
1: and Open, Bill Cowher... The Rangers fans Bill,
2: are really pissed off and fed up.
1: Bill Cowher is the <laughs> only coach out there, really, that fits what they need. You know, he's got... You know, he I think he, you should
2: apply to be the head coach at, over at the Raiders.
1: No, I you know what yeah, you'd I, be great. I I always wanted to play for the Raiders because of Jack Tatum.
2: Oh, I can are my to favorite that player from the their helmets.
1: And then my I have got I got two favorite players, <laughs> I take that back. But one of my favorite defensive players is of course Ronnie Lott got a chance to spend some time there, and then Marcus right, right. Allen, you know, right, those are some right. of my great my, my great but but listen, let, let me also let me ask you about that NFC North, you know, the the, the Bears. Can the Bears actually hold on, or you think will Minnesota and Green Bay play this week? And and speaking of that, you know, there's some good games coming up, and I want to get this out. I want to be sure to make sure we talk about the best games that are coming up this week. (laughs) And and the best game, of course, the Colts and the Steelers, that's going to be a good game.
2: That's going to be a very good game.
1: But the best game is the Giants and the Eagles, and, and the Giants go into Philadelphia. Well, isn't
2: that Monday Night Football?
1: And it's the and no no we're the Cardinals is Monday. Oh, night the football. oh
2: God, the Cardinals are on Monday. Night right. I forgot. I, I did read that. I, <laughs> They're playing the San Cardinals Francisco are on Monday night football. Okay, cool, so do you, yeah, think, I, do I you think the Giants? The Giants, the, Giants? Yeah, the Giants and the Eagles are going to be that's going to be a really really good game. That's going to determine a lot of things in the NFC East.
1: Well, you're game. exactly right. You're, you're you're right. There's a lot at stake there. But do you think the Giants can go in and beat Philly at Philadelphia?
2: Uh, I don't think so. No, I think Philly's going to put it on a big show and say, Hey, we're in. We're here for the fight. To the end, and they're gonna they're gonna beat them.
1: Well, I gotta be a homer this time. Hey, Donovan, come on with it, man. Put your A game together with the rest of the team. Yeah, you guys got to get a victory yep. some way somehow. That game. Yeah, really I've been having a great time with the show today, fan man. Thank you for joining me. you listen well. to Rail of sports on the Voice America network with the number one co-host in the world, fan man. Get out and vote, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
3: I'm about to go, and then you know for me to say, yeah, I've got to be made.